0: Blue Shirts fans
1: and Madison Street Maniacs.
0: Welcome back to The Worst Hockey Podcast. I am your host, Mike Breezy, with my co-host Nick. Nick, say hi.
1: Good morning. I am in a much better mindset than I was last week. Good. That's good, buddy. Because we need you. Because I can only speak for one of us, apparently.
0: <laughs> uh, you know who else needs us, man? Fucking poor Philip Heedle, bro. Philip fucking Heedle, yeah. man. So... I don't think we really covered Filipino yet. Um, it's a lot, because you don't really know. Again, when, when someone gets hurt, you you never have the full story. So I don't really like to talk about it. Maybe just when someone's out, I don't like to talk about their injuries. Because you know how I feel about back offices and about injuries. They lie. Liars. So I guess Filippito got hurt in the, in this season, and it was to the head... And then concussion protocol pulled him out of the game and then found out that he had a concussion-related injury. And this is, like, the I think the third or the fourth injury that he has had in terms of, like, concussions. And he's only, like, 25. So that's really bad one. Two, he went to get back to his home country, which I forget what it is, and I don't want to say something that's not true because it's kind of a little bit racist. So I'm just going to be, like, wherever he came from, wherever he lives.
2: Czech Republic.
0: Czech Republic, there you go. He went back to Czech Republic. He got conditioned. He worked with a coach and, you know, a couple do- physical doctors. And those physicians said he was good to come back. Um, they, the Rangers got rid of Nick Bonino. They waived him. Um, I don't know if he got – I don't think he got picked up on waivers, so he might end up just going to Hartford. But we waived Nick Bonino in lieu of knowing that Filipino was coming back to practice in non-contact jersey, but he was ready to go. And maybe a couple games in, he'd play. And when he comes back, I guess he goes down at morning skate before this game against Vegas, this last one. And he's down for about five, seven minutes. And I heard that, um, I think, like, Brodzinski and somebody else had to physically help him off the ice because he couldn't get up. And they're saying this is an injury related to His um, concussion. Yeah. Yeah. So they're saying upper body, but they're also saying that it's also something to do with the concussion that he had before. If that's the case,
1: that's fucking scary.
0: That fucking sucks because you know, this guy is probably going to have to retire from hockey at like age 25. He just signed a four year deal. Like the beginning of this season. And he was a great player. He was showing tremendous upside. And, and of all the kids from that kid's line, Kako, Lafreniere, and Heedle, Heedle had the most upside. And Heedle seemed like he was going to be the you know that top six guy that was going to score a lot and, and contribute a lot. So we just had Kako get hurt. Now he's kind of back and trying to find his place in this Rangers lineup. And now Philip Hedal is potentially never to play hockey again, right? It, it's it's hard because i i know that he's getting all the resources that he can but at the same time i was just telling this to my dad the other day it's a fucking game dude like it's yeah. a fucking game your life is much more important i know that he's been like training his whole life to be a hockey player and and do this the, this the way that he's doing it now and he made it to the majors and now he's ca- kind of hurt but is it really worth your life? Like, I'm sure there's something else you can do related to hockey and I'm sure there's other organizations that want you and you'd make a great coach for some juniors or something somewhere, but you know, it's, it's your life, dude. And it's nothing to, you know, to, to just mess around with. I don't know.
1: Well, see, I think, I think us as fans, we have a hard time trying to make like a, like uh what's the, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Kind of like to break off from reality. And so we see these players as like superhumans, right? Cuz they spent their entire lives training for it. They have like tremendous um you know, kind of almost like super superhuman like abilities, right? To be able to skate as fast as they can, the hand-eye coordination, um the strength behind every sort of movement that they that they do, right? So it's like you see these players and it's like, wow, this guy's like Superman. And so when you see them go down with an injury, it's like ah couple days, you'll be okay. Or surgery, six to eight weeks is typical for surgery, blah, blah, blah. What we have a hard time doing is making that kind of that leap from, hey, we're watching a game to, hey, these are actual real people. And when you see someone go down with a concussion, right, you're like, fuck, that really fucking sucks. But no one... Unless you're a doctor or in the medical field, no one is sitting there being like, "Oh man, this is gonna have lasting, lasting repercussions." If you know the concussion was as bad as it was, if it was like a minor concussion, then it's like, "Okay, well, I'm not really gonna worry about it, right?" I mean, any head trauma is is severe, right? But it's a yeah. matter of like how it gets dealt with, you know. For him to be down, fuck, he went down in like what November missed yeah. like almost 40 games. Yeah. Because of a, a concussion, comes back and just collapses on the ice. It's that's fucking scary. Like that is scary. Did you not to switch sports, but like did you see the DeMar Hamlin shit? I think it was last season for NFL.
0: Um very loosely, for very loosely. For Buff-
1: okay, so he plays for Buffalo. He got hit at the right spot. So, like, if you think of, like, your, your heart um, EKG, right? goes up and down and up and down. It's, it's tied to, like, the alphabet. So, in the midst of it going up and coming down when your heart pumps, your EKG. So, when your heart pumps, when it goes down, And spikes back up. He got hit when it went down. So basically he got hit at the right time when his heart was like not beating. So he got hit in the chest, went down under a cardiac arrest, missed the rest of the season. And now is back playing, Um, which is wild because he was basically dead. (laughs) Right. So no one ever thought about like the long lasting repercussions of of his fucking heart. And you're, saying, you're sitting there like, man, he's going to win NFL's player, like, comeback player of the year. Oh, my God, this is great. Like, shout out to the medical professionals that helped him, which, of course, yeah, shout out the medical professionals. But at the same time, it's like you're not sitting there thinking like, OK, well, what, what's up with his heart now? Like, how many years does this knock off his career? And like when I saw the report sure. about about Philip Joodle, I was like. Well, how long does this knock off his career? Does it end this year? Is it two more years and he has uncontrollable headaches and starting to show signs of fucking dementia? Like this is bad. This is awful. And and I don't ever want to say sit there and be like, man, we we need to you know stop hitting in the in in the NHL or whatever. Like it's never gonna happen. That's a con- it's a contact sport. Like injuries, freak injuries like this, they happen, but. I mean, fuck you. What else could there be? What, what, could, what else could be done? Like, what, what could be done? He went back to his home country, and the doctors in his home country cleared him for playing, which means that when he came back to, the, to, to New York, New York's team doctors then also had to make sure that he was clear to play, then deemed him ready to play. And his first practice back,
2: he collapses? That's insane. That to me is fucking wild. And it,
0: it. Another thing is too is is like t- to your point. Um, to to your point, it's like there's a when someone gets hurt, we we kind of think like, oh my god, they're hurt. You know, like we're in a we we're, we're in a mindset where it's like, oh my god, they're fucking hurt. It's like, oh, who are we gonna bring up? You know what I'm saying? We 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 never think about the actual injury. You know what I'm saying? Like we think of just like, and what that means in terms of the lineup. Yeah. And, and what that means in terms of like, who's, who's going to be cycling in and like, cause you know, the the show must go on for lack of a better word. So we never think about how Philip has been fucking destroyed all season, just trying to get back into the NHL. Cause that's all he wants. And then the dude, like you said, comes back, you know? I mean, you can think of like when people go out for the Hawks, it's like the, the first thing you don't think is like, oh, you know, like, uh, I hope he's okay and all this kind of stuff. Like, of course you think that, right? And even Bedard, right? You're like, you're not thinking like, oh man, this kid, I really hope he's okay. This really sucks for him. It's like, you're thinking like, oh my God, there goes his great, amazing first season. He was doing so well. This is goes to you know. Was the first
1: thing that I said when, when it was like, oh, he needs to have surgery. I was like, well, there goes the fucking Calder.
0: You know, it sucks, but that's what you're conditioned. Exactly. You're conditioned to think that because you think of it as a whole fucking team and and how it's going to play out without that person being there. And it's. uh, It's it's crazy. It, It is. It is pretty sad.
1: I mean, regardless, though, like I said, he is he is human, right? So he is a fucking actual person with thoughts, feelings and a family. I wish nothing but the best for him. Um, which I know, obviously, for multiple reasons, you also feel the same way. But I wish nothing for the best of him as someone who loosely follows the, the Rangers and someone who's a giant hockey fan and someone who just understands that these are people. Um, yeah, I wish all the best for him. I hope that it doesn't cut his career short. I, I kind of hope they shut him down for the rest of the year. Um, obviously it's going to be a hit to the Rangers, but I gotta, you gotta sit there and say like, his health is a little bit more important. You want to have like, cause he's like, what? He's 24. He's still very young and like, fuck dude, he's younger than both of us. <laughs> and he's playing at the highest level. And you know, it, it, if they just, it, I, my thing is I hope that they shut him down for the rest of the year and then get him the, the actual help that he he really needs without a deadline. Yeah. And have him come back next year, hungry and healthy.
0: And and if he can't come back, then, you know, it is what it is, right?
1: He'll probably play it like the, because, you know, obviously, you know, the Europe hockey league, I don't know what their actual like hockey league is, but, or even like the Czech Republic hockey league or something like that. Like they're not playing as hard and as brutal as the NHL is. So, You know, if he can't play in the NHL anymore because of this, he can at least go back to his home, play in some Europe leagues and just absolutely dominate. And, you know, at least hockey will still be 100 percent in his life. Maybe he takes on coaching the, you know, Czech juniors or something, you know, like what you said earlier, you know, become, become a coach or or, you know, some front office for a young team. You know, maybe there still is a tie to the NHL for him if he has to call it quits at 24 maybe there still is
0: this you know? since you brought up an injury from the NFL it just reminds me of the um the 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 Paul Correa when he got hit in oh. um, the Stanley Cup yeah like in like 03 or 04 whatever year it was against New Jersey and like he just gets fucking dumped right and he's they they always call it like when he when he literally died cuz he was on the ice non responsive took a nasty hit and, um, you know, he's off, he leaves the ice, and then he comes back. And then that legendary fucking uh, announcing where it was fucking, Warren, oh, on the boards, it's Paul Korea right? Where he fucking, like, the, the most sickest, like, this dude is dead, he can't even move, and then he's off the ice, and then he comes back and scores a goal. That's like, like, this dude got destroyed, now he's back. But, you know... To that point, I heard that that was the downfall of that was a little bit before my time and interest, right? Right. But they always said from that, after that hit and that happened, it's like Paul Correa slowly started to just like fade out. Like, you know, yeah. it, it was the downfall of him, his career from that fucking hit. So, like I said, bringing Philip back now. Is it is it is a hot buzz, and real quick, it's not going to be a Rangers beatdown episode. But the Rangers are looking for anything right now to figure out why their start was so great and their mid-season is so literally mid. They're willing to do anything right now, and that means bring Filipetto back. And personally, if he's not ready, he's not ready. But I don't think the Rangers give a fuck if this kid can skate and he'll go they'll probably put him back in the lineup. And I think it's better that this happened right now than him coming back and getting fucking dominated or destroyed in a regular game against another team that's playing hard against us because they hate the Rangers or we get a division rivalry or something happens, right? And he really gets hurt again because that if he gets hurt again during his development, it might be the last time he ever steps foot on like the ice as a professional hockey player. Right. And I don't think it's worth the risk, in um, my opinion.
1: So I want to throw this, this hypothetical at you that I just thought of. Right, so, excuse me, Philip Hiddle is, you know, a, a very, he's a young, really dynamic player for the Rangers, right? I mean, in 10 games so far, you know, he had six assists. So it's, you're nearing point a game, right? Um, first year of a four-year contract, so he still has some time if he wants to come back. Now, you and I had talked about, I mean, more than one time, we've talked about how this is kind of like a conference final or bust for the Rangers, Right. So, so let me ask you this. Does that because I mean, he's a very, you know, he's 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 like the guy, you know, he's one of the guys on the Rangers, right? At least in my eyes, at least the games that I've seen with Filipino playing, he's been
0: like for the future. Absolutely. For future development of the Rangers. He is one of the guys. Absolutely. Do
1: you think that hurts the cup finals or bust? Or not cup finals, but the conference finals or bust? Thought process? Uh,
0: absolutely, um, because.
2: Excuse me. Um, it does
0: for sure, because in coming into this year, we were going to see if the kids line still worked, which we found out not really. We found out that playing the kids with veterans is probably the best way to go, but at the same time, we're learning a lot about the Rangers right now that we didn't that we didn't know. 25 games ago right there is a there is a kind of like nonchalantness that's going through the rangers camp right now that is undeniable how how bad it really is if you're watching rangers hockey right now um and you're like what well, yeah we just beat you blah 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 you're not playing the same team that was here 30 games ago i'm sorry to tell you your team might be better, whatever, whatever. But it's that Rangers that just doesn't give a fuck. I don't know why this happens. And I can't. In the last three seasons, we have had some of the best Ranger lineups. And even this year, I would say that there has never been a better Rangers lineup, one through six, with as much depth that is had, even all the way back to the 94 Cup. There has never been a Rangers lineup that has more star power and more upside than the, the lineup that we have right now. And to play the way that we're playing from how we started is absolutely insane. And you can say it's fatigue, and you can say it's whatever you want. The difference is every other team has to do the exact same thing, right? Uh, There are implementations in place set for you to take an 82-game season that is how it works that is how hockey has always been it If you can only perform for half the season, that's great, but you're not going to make the playoffs, and your team doesn't fucking matter and I'm sorry like if it to sound heartless about it, but that's how hockey works. Uh, look at the fucking Oilers right they're about they broke a fu- franchise record for consecutive games one, and they might break the league record all of a sudden in the middle of the season. they decided that we're not going to be bad anymore that's what they decided, and they're going to double down on that, and they built that around. Connor McJesus, but everybody else has to rally in to make sure that happens because we've seen seasons like two seasons ago where it was just McDavid and they don't go very far. But now it's a team effort, right? Being led by the best player in the National Hockey League. So there are things, right? There are things that can be done. There are things that need to be done for this team. And Filipito was going to be that fucking guy. In my opinion, top top three was going to be Mika Zibanejad Kreider and Filipito that was what our top line was going to be. He's earned that spot. He's that good. He can be that good. And the thing is he didn't even get started this year. He never even had a chance to get going. So yeah, I think it really hurts our case and I really do think that he's going to be missed and I think that it's showing right now, right? I think that I think that the offense that these kids bring normally is is so much higher when they're put with the veteran line like we've been kind of doing right now and I think Philippedal was probably the best one. The best kid that was developed into, you know, a top 6 guy that can really make the difference and go the distance. And and for us I I right now I can't see us making it out of the first round even if we make it, but it doesn't help our case that Philippedal's not here.
1: Well, okay, so I'm going to, you know, continue on with my my hypothetical here. So say that they excuse me, say they shut down Hedl and uh, comes back next year, you know, he comes back ready in September for training camp and goes, hey, you know, I feel, you know, damn near close to 100%. I feel better than I did last year coming into camp. Uh, you know, I'm ready to go, right? Do you Do you run it back with the same lineup this year? Or are you saying, like, that the beginning of this year was a fluke and won't happen again. Cause I remember like you and I had talked about it before where you're like, you know, I've never seen the Rangers start this hot before. Um, You know, it's not going to be sustainable. They're going to fall apart at some point. I hope they don't fall apart no- towards the end of the season going into the playoffs, you know, but like right now, I mean, you're still sitting at the top of the Metro. You got a pretty decent lead over Carolina who has a pretty gnarly lead over Philly. So it's like, even if you win, You know, if you got four games a week, even if you win two of them, you still have a real healthy lead in the Metro. But like if you shut down, shut down Heedle, he comes back way better than last year. Are you running it back with the same lineup? Like, are you Um, monitoring his are you during the offseason? Are you monitoring how his kind of training and evaluation is going before you make any decisions as far as like contracts?
0: Um, So he's. He locked in for a four-year contract at the beginning of this year. Now, when I'm it comes to
1: Heedle, I'm talking about the rest of them.
0: Um, no, I'm just setting the stage, right? He locked in a four-year contract at the beginning of this year. He locked in a four-year contract because there is an upside to Heedle that hasn't been seen yet, and we believe that he's going to make the next step. And by we, I mean coaching staff and all that stuff. And I do too. I believe he has another step to him. I think that he can take. I think he can be a Mikas Zibanejad, right, in his own right. Problem is. And this is this is the big one. The fact of the matter is is that the Rangers core that we have now has been basically the same for the last three years, barring some pieces from third line, fourth line, and people, moving people up and down, right? Artemi Panarin, Chris Kreider, Mika Zibanejad. You have um, the same kids. The D pairings are all the same except for one guy, which is Gustafson. The, the problem that we have right now... And thank God we have an all-star break because hopefully that'll be a a nice little reset for us. Right. But the teams in the National Hockey League are only getting better. The teams that are in the mid-range or the the middle of the league in their divisions, those those teams are finding the next step and ways to win. And even bottom feeder teams like, quote-unquote, bottom feeder teams, right? Like Arizona and Anaheim, those teams aren't bottom feeder teams anymore. If you lost to any of the, to, to those two teams on any given night, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, we lost to San Jose because we just thought they're the worst team in the league and that we were just going to beat them. If you watch that game against San Jose, we outskated them, we outplayed them, we outmaneuvered them. It looked like an AHL team playing against an NHL team. The Rangers looked really good, and the Sharks looked like shit, and they still won. Why? Because they never gave up. The thing is, this whole no quit in New York that we've been talking about is is non-existent. There's absolute quit in New York or San Jose or New Jersey or wherever the fuck we're playing. It's absolute quit. These guys don't have the drive that they used to have. And I don't know if that's because a lot of these top six guys have just been Rangers locked in. Like, I mean... Chris Kreider again his his jersey is going to be raised up in the rafters. He's going to be he might go down as one of the best Rangers of all time for longevity and what he's done. But there's no fight, there's no bite. Again, Jacob is not doing what he normally does. Miller Miller's a little bit off and everybody's 5% worse and you know, Igor hasn't been the Igor that we've seen. And when you mix all these things together, and they all happen at the same time, it's a recipe for disaster for this team. Sure. And even if Filippito came back and was the Filipino of old, plus a step, this team is not going to do what they're trying to do. Sustainably, there's the beginning of the season, it, it wasn't, it wasn't going to happen all season. We know that. You go through peaks and valleys in hockey, right? But you don't go from being literally... In, the, in talks for being the best team in the league, unbeatable. You can't beat our first goalie, our second goalie, or anyone in between. We'll bring up Louis Deming from fucking Hartford, and he'll beat you too. And we're going to score a bunch of goals on you. The ice time is insane for some of these guys. The shots on goals for these guys is insane. The offensive zone time is insane, but we're not scoring goals. And fundamentally, I don't know if La Violette is like, you know, just shoot from the point. We don't care. Because if you see our goals that happen, they're, most of the time they're East-West nice plays or from uh, a nice little breakaway. But we're not doing that anymore. Fundamentally, everything needs to change. And it, it's really hard to see this team doing anything other than being another first-round exit. Because we are worse than we were at the end of last season. We are worse now with better pieces. And even Filipino can't save that. So thinking in terms of, of, of like next year and, and working him in and what we would do, I think that this year is going to be a test to see, like do we even keep any of these guys like, from our core? Like Do we try to get rid of some of these guys from the core? And again, I hate saying stuff like that because I love these guys and I love this team. And I personally think this is the best iteration of the Rangers of all time. But there's something that's not clicking for these guys and there's something that's not working and it just seems like they don't want to figure it out. And if you don't want to figure it out, what, what is what is your job supposed to do if you don't perform? And, and the last thing I'll say on this little whole Rangers tangent I'll go on because I don't want to make it all about the Rangers. Everybody is seeing the Rangers at the top of the Metro and everybody is seeing the Rangers for what they did earlier this season. And even you as a part-time Rangers enthusiast and fan, right? You're like, it's yeah. not that bad. It's not that bad. I get uh... it.
1: I get it. Um, Hey, real quick. I, uh, I know that I've been saying like, you know, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Relax. It's only January. If this is happening in April, then have a fucking conniption. But the other day you told me, hey man, your new job right now, because like, I'll be, I'll be the first one to admit it. Yeah. I want to call myself like a part-time Ranger fan and an enthusiast and shit like that. But I don't sit down and watch an entire Ranger game as if I were to watch an entire Blackhawks game, regardless of the outcome. Right. So like. The other day, Breezy goes, hey, your new mission right now is I need you to watch an entire Rangers game start to fucking finish just to make sure that I'm not like spiraling. And I was like, that sounds pretty easy enough. So yesterday (laughs) I was watching the Rangers and and Knights game. And buddy, let me tell you, you're not spiraling
0: (laughs) the competitiveness they showed in the first period was on par to play any team in this league that 100%. even is a dynasty. You could play Colorado, you can play Boston, you can play the Canucks, you could can play Vegas. The way that we played that first period, it was hot, it was, you know, complete offensive dominance from the Rangers in the first period, disregarding the score because it ended 1-1 in the first period. Yes, it yeah. was a tied game going in, but in every aspect, shots, zone time, transitions, fight, bite, every single way, the Rangers were on top. And it showed
1: in the first period, the defense looked fucking solid. Uh, um, Goaltending was on point passes. were fucking tape to tape. It was nice. There was like little to no turnovers. It was nice. It was a good, just like, Hey, we're setting up for like, this could possibly be a Stanley cup, uh, Stanley cup final, you know, possible matchup here. And so after that first period, it's almost like the wheels on the bus stopped going round and round and fucking fell apart.
0: And that's, that's the problem with the Rangers fundamentally, is because historically, through the entire Rangers franchise of, of recent history that I, I can even remember from since I've been alive, the one thing that the Rangers have always relied on, always, even when they have star power, even when they have these hot guys, even when they have you know talent that you couldn't afford in your lineup because they're so good, the right. one thing that stays the same is their goaltending. And if their goaltending is not superb too great, they lose. And Igor Shesterkin is not where he normally is. Jonathan Quick is amazing. He's not won his last few games because of the Rangers. And there's been games that Igor has lost because of the Rangers. But an odd man rush, one guy, and you're going to get beat glove side? That's on Igor. I'm sorry. That's on Igor. Yep. And if, you know, you have some... East to west stuff, and you can't catch that that shot that you know is going east to west or whatever. That's on Igor. And be, getting beat glove side so often is on Igor. Yes, there are turnovers and there are things that happen that sustain you know defensive zone time that are not Igor's fault. But at the end of the day, Igor's job is to stop pucks from going in the back of the net, and right now he can't. And his team can't rally and score. And it's a recipe for disaster in all aspects: face-offs, power play. In every other aspect in the Rangers, we are at the top of the league. We are statistically one of the best teams in every aspect, except we cannot score during games anymore. And Igor can't stop the light ones that he should. And that's a recipe for us losing. And it's not just me going crazy. It's just how the Rangers are right now. The Blackhawks, Chicago Blackhawks, at the bottom of the league. Show more fight every single night, no matter the team that they're playing, than the New York Rangers do. And the Blackhawks are playing knowing we do not have anyone on this roster that He's is shit. that is here to do this job. It's just us and hell or high water, we are going to go out and look competitive. And right. I would say that 80% of the games that the Hawks lose could have gone the other way. Sure. Yes, I mean, sometimes Soda Bloom gets beat, and yes, sometimes Mrazic might let a light one go in that he, you know he wanted and he wants back. But the team fights every single day, tooth and nail, to be like, yeah, we might be at the bottom, but we're not giving up. The Rangers do not show that.
1: Right. I mean, if anyone has taken over the embodiment of the no-quit attitude, it's for sure the Blackhawks this year. I mean, No-quit Chicago. Through. Fuck it. No it's being changed. We don't no. own that anymore. Then you better get that fucking tattoo lasered off under your chin there, buddy.
0: No, because I'm a part-time Hawks fan too. So,
1: <laughs> then I'm gonna get the same one then. Uh, but, uh, what was I saying? Oh, like, uh, you know, like I said, if if, if anyone has taken on that embodiment, it, it's the Blackhawks. I mean, you want to talk about had nothing but injury problems since fucking November. You're now 32nd in the league. Um, you know, you just signed Nick Felino, Jason Dickinson, and Peter Mrazek to two-year, four million dollar contracts. That's great, but. You know, the every, every player on this team, your top six, which would be a bottom six on any other NHL team, and even your bottom six, which would be career minor leaguers, uh, career fucking AHLers. Um, but like every single one of those has every single one of those players has taken on a role and has run with it. And it's been fun to watch. Like, you're right. Every one of those games, aside from like the absolute blowouts, but every single one of the games that I have seen where it's been a close game, it could have gone either way if we had a minuscule piece of fucking firepower, which is what we are absolutely lacking this year. Um, obviously, it goes without saying, I mean, your, your, top, your top scorer in Conor Bedard is out until likely fucking, what, March? Yeah. february march is you know and and who's to know if he comes out on the same war path as he came as he started the started the year but i mean at this point he's chasing the calder and that's it and that's the only thing that like any blackhawks fan wants to see from him is that hey chase that calder go get that take that from brock fraber's fucking hands um but you know that's the, the, to your point it's It sucks to watch, but it also, it's really fucking fun to watch because, you know, we, you know, I would like to say that we gave a 13 win streak oiler team a run for their money against a fucking AHL team against the Indy fuel, you know? And, and it was, it was fun to watch, but like, yeah, if you look at the fight, if you look at the way the Hawks play, right? With basically a whole team comprised of AHLers and veterans. And you stack them up, just not, not, as, not like stats or anything, but like follow them period by period in a game, two separate games. Follow them period by period. You stack them up to a team like the Rangers, and it's almost like there is so much more fight and grit in the Hawks than the Rangers do. It's almost like they're believing their own press and they're just coasting
0: and Ag- agreed 100% and i i'm i'm in the camp honestly that we should have fucking kept blackwell around because i think that he if he oh, was given you, he's ours. if he was given the chance to play on a line for a long time and find his groove i feel like he could be a a a great to excellent hockey center i think that he's very good and i think that he's just had the shit end of the stick with not being given the chance i mean he's an older guy I mean, he played for the Rangers like four years ago, right? Right. So he's been around for a hot minute. But it's like, even with this lineup of guys you have, it's like, it's not just entry-level guys who've never played hockey before. It's just guys who were never given the chance to actually play. And now, because there's no other choice, they're giving the chance to play. And they're showing like, hey, we're not half fucking bad. Now, if the team is comprised against a bunch of guys who never got a shot, right? It's not going to be the underdog story of the fucking you know Mighty Mighty Ducks here. We're not going to be the best team ever. But it shows that these guys have a place in this league somewhere and even if it's not on chicago like they earned a spot playing whatever many years they have left in this league because they're that good right they're good enough to help as a third line or a fourth line defensive guy or maybe even work into second line center right if they had the chance to play with someone and a team that would let them develop
1: right well but, who's you know like i said before time time will only tell um as far as you know what's going to happen with the rangers. Like I said, I still got to believe in in my heart of hearts I still got to believe that there's you know, there's still hope and that there's still you know that we're still overreacting come April.
0: Yeah, and so. the last thing I'll say about that is that yes, is it's it's time to sound the alarm because we only have half of the season left to play and we saw what can happen in half a season, you know, so it's time to right. take things seriously. Are the Rangers playoff bound? It's imminent unless we just really don't give a fuck for the rest of this season. Really, truly, honestly, the Rangers are going to make the playoffs. It, there's sure. nothing that can, can really be done to change that because they can't consistently play this bad. They're going to find their next groove. That's fine. It's a matter how, It matters how they rally back because if they can't show that we're ready to go the distance and put in the work then you're not going to go very far in the playoffs period point blank period and even if we made it through the first round you got a second round a third round you know like it's going to go far till you reach the best team in the west if you want to be the best team in the east you got to be the best team in the east and right now the rangers are far from the best team in the east there are so many teams in the east that are going to give us a problem if the playoffs were called right after the all-star break then we would have a first round exit and the Rangers have to do something to show me, to show me, show me differently. And then that's all I'm going to say about it. And that's just all I'm going to say about it.
1: Well, um, thank you everyone for listening to the bitch fest continued from last week Part two part two. Um, let's move on to something a little bit more fun, huh? Well, how about the all-star game that's in yes. a week? Yes. What do you, what do you say? So the roster has been out for a while now. The, uh, Fan vote's been out for a while now, and also all the players that are competing in the skills competition. Now, don't fight me, everyone, but I have spent the last probably hour and a half trying to figure out what player is competing in what, uh, fucking, uh, in what skills competition. I saw it once on Twitter and then I lost it. I should have wrote it down. I didn't do it. Fuck you. But, um, as far as the roster, do you want to go through the roster real quick?
0: Oh, uh, we can if you'd like to. Uh, uh, I, I think it's pretty interesting. It's not very interesting, but I think that it's it's cool to see all these names in one place. Right.
1: Yeah. Um. So I'll just I will we'll fucking I'll run through it real quick because I got it up on my screen. Uh, we got Frank Vetrano from Anaheim. Pause. Uh, I'm,
0: I'm just going to okay. hit a little. I'm going to hit a little.
1: Oh, Ooh. Fucking Ooh. OK.
0: If I think it's a good if I think it's a good pick for it. And before you get into it, just so you know, and everybody here knows Frank Vetrano going to the all-star game in my opinion first one is 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 yeah is the ducks saying look frankie you matter please don't leave please don't sign with somebody else in the off season frank vitrano was a ranger the season we went to eastern conference finals frankie said in his exit interview i feel like i got a lot of unfinished business here in new york i'd like to stay they did not re-sign Frank Vitrano. One thing about the Rangers you'll learn, a lot of teams are like this, but one thing about the Rangers is they never re-sign anybody they pick up at the deadline, no matter how good they do. I mean, you let fucking Tarasenko go, right? You yeah. just don't give a fuck. So yeah. that, That's what the Rangers do, and I and this is Anaheim's attempt of saying, who can we send to the All-Star game? Let's send Frankie Vitrano so he looks like he's the face of the Ducks, and we really care because we don't want him to leave. Because he's, he's, he's going to be their star guy, right? He's going to end up being their their Mika Zibanejad, which oh, oh, oh. him playing with Kreider and Mika Zibanejad oh. was a fucking amazing line. Because they because Frankie has speed, Kreider had speed. It was awesome. But this is their way of keeping him in. And I'm sorry to interrupt you. You may continue.
1: You're fine. Counterpoint. And no, I will not be taking com- uh, comments or questions after I say this. Um Fra- the Ducks sending Frankie to the all-star game is saying that I think that they're ready to move on from Zigris, regardless of injury or not, because when he, but before he broke his ankle, Frank Vitrano was going to the all-star game. So I th- yeah. feel like Anaheim is kind of like, nah, we're done. Frank's going to yeah. be the face.
0: Mm-hmm. The Ducks said, I don't care that you broke your ankle. And then they sent Frank and Frankie Vitrano.
1: Okay. So. Anyway. <laughs> so we got Frank Vitrano from Anaheim, Clayton Keller from Arizona, David Pasternak from Boston, who gives a fuck Rasmus Dahlin from Buffalo, which I thought was crazy. I kind of thought Owen Power might get the nod, but I'll take Rasmus Dahlin. Cool. Same. Uh, Elias Lindholm from Calgary, Sebastian Aho from Carolina. Lucky you, Ajo. Who gives a fuck? Um, this hurts me to read, but I mean, Connor Bedard from Chicago did get the nod, but then he decided to die instead. Um Nate Mac from Colorado, which, by the way, did you see what happened the other night when he had his four goal game?
2: Oh, um,
1: the bras and panties getting thrown on the fucking ice.
0: <laughs> Didn't he have another game where he was he was sure to have a hattie and he let it go? I don't remember somebody not, else on Colorado.
1: I'm not 100 percent certain on that. I just know that this was making its rounds on fucking Twitter and it was hysterical but people were like, but chicks were throwing their fucking bras and panties out
0: on the fucking ice after he I scored mean,
1: his fucking hat trick. But man, I mean, one,
0: like, <laughs> he's fans. a superstar. He's a superstar yeah. <laughs> one. So you, I mean, that can happen, I guess. Right. And number two, somebody from Colorado, 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 someone from Colorado, someone from Colorado. <laughs> um, I think it was a McKinnon or something. It was one of those higher guys. Let um empty net goal go and gave it to somebody else on Colorado. That was their first, I think, that was kind of that was that was kind of nice. It's kind of nice that you do that.
1: Selfless hockey, I love yep. it.
0: You love it. Um,
1: Boone Jenner from Columbus, which I'm surprised Johnny Hockey didn't get the nod. Um, he sucks
0: now, though. But go ahead.
1: Oh, you're kind of right about that. But still, it's like all-star games are like fucking popularity contests, though. Like you're gonna tell me someone's gonna know who Boone Jenner is over Johnny Hockey?
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: Hmm. Uh, the Otter, Jake Ottinger from Dallas. Cat Alex DeBranket from Detroit, which love it, love that a lot. Connor McJesus, uh, Sam Reinhardt from Florida, which I'm surprised the Kachuk didn't get. Oh, well, well, I'm surprised the other Kachuk brother didn't get the fucking nod. Reinhardt um, scores,
0: huh? Reinhardt scores, and uh he's a it's a fun name to say. Again,
1: Sam again, popularity contest. Yep, politics, all that. Right? Uh Cam Talbot from Los Angeles, which I'm I'm kind of. I'm iffy on, to be honest. I agree with, with
0: that. He's the most known name from the Kings, I think.
1: Um God popularity contest. There's yeah, I get it. Uh Kirill Capriza from Minnesota. Again. Absolutely. I love that. Uh Nick Suzuki from Montreal. Love, love it. That. Uh Philip Forsberg from Nashville. I don't really give a fuck. I don't care about him. Fuck him. Uh yeah, I forget Jack Nashville
0: Ud. exists. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: uh Jack Hughes from New Jersey who gives a fuck Matthew Barzell from the Islanders the longest tenure yeah. fucking Islanders yeah uh Igor who gives a fuck No, I'm just kidding um not Igor me right now I'd love it no I don't give a fuck man I love it Vinny Trocheck I also love that he came in to replace Bedzie so I'm cool with I'm cool with Trocheck getting the nod there although I'm surprised Panarin didn't get the nod to be quite honest with you that I'm really surprised to,
0: with. yeah Coach took got a fat like seven year deal. Um, this year he take a major step. Number one in the league for face offs. Uh, it makes sense. I would yeah, see why you would okay. send him.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we got the other Kachuk brother, Brady, from Ottawa. Uh, Travis Kaneki from Florida. Which, what did Owen Tippett die? Um, after he signs a nasty contract. Um, yeah. Sydney Crosby from Pittsburgh, Tomas Hertl from from San Jose. Who the fuck else you can yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, they need to the declare. Like what are you going to do? You got nobody else. <laughs>
1: um Oliver Bjorkstrand, which is still that story makes me laugh uncontrollably that he canceled the his,
0: he canceled his
1: trip uh in the winter to go to San Diego to hop on a plane in the dead of winter to go to fucking Toronto. Uh Robert Thomas from St. Louis Blues, which that makes so much sense. Uh, Kucherov from Tampa, which I'm surprised hadn't yeah. in Stammer didn't get it. Um, Stammer, I think just hit 1,100 points the other night. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Austin Matthews, uh, makes Toronto sense. Maple Leafs. So while well, everyone knew that one, I'm just reading. Um, Austin Matthews makes sense. Quinn, Quinn Hughes from Vancouver. That makes so much sense. And watching <laughs> watching him play, uh, when the Hawks were playing Vancouver the other night. Watching him play makes total sense as to why they wanted to change him from a defenseman to a center. I get yeah, it Yeah, he good. He I good. get it now. Uh, Jack Eichel, rest in peace. Uh, he's injured, so he will not be playing. He did get the nod though. Tom Wilson from Washington.
0: I hope you burn, but go ahead. What?
1: <laughs> Just... Yeah.
0: What? I don't know. Uh, I mean, Connor... especially, real quick, especially since Ovi has a question mark amount of seasons left in him, right? Wouldn't right. you send a Vichkin? I don't know. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, like the fuck. Uh, Connor Hellebuck from Winnipeg. Okay. Um, And then Kyle Connor came in to replace Jack Eichel from Winnipeg. Um, So let me preface this real quick. I. I'm going to be reading the fan vote for the first time because I've been I've been trying to like stay away from anything all star game because I knew that we were going to have an episode about it. So. I'm reading the fan vote for the first time. So if everyone's listening to this right now and me being questionable, like, oh, why didn't they send X person instead of this person? And they they sent them in the fan vote, whatever. So just keep that in mind while we move on to the fan vote. Um, We'll go uh, start off with Jeremy Swayman from Boston, who gives a fuck. Um, Georgiev from Colorado, which I was like. What (laughs)
2: the
1: fuck? Why?
0: <laughs> uh, again, with my track record with Georgiev as a as a Ranger backup, he is now a Colorado starter. Sure, uh, you put the best the best core in front of you into the National Hockey League, and I believe that that Colorado has the best overall core. Um, it makes you look great you know it, it, you put the, the dog shit people in front of henrik lundquist for 15 years right and he's he shines as one of the greatest ever not because he won how many cups or whatever but because he did what he did with the shitty team in front of him right and yep. you put the best team ever in front of georgiev it's like well georgiev's good it's like yeah i mean his stats are fine but he lets one soft one through and he gets in his head he was just like fucking leonard was in vegas the exact same way
1: yeah um the same argument could have been made from like the Blackhawks from 2013 to 2015, right? With the, the two cups. Uh, Corey Crawford. Corey Crawford, stellar goalie. I loved him. Okay, his his stats spoke for himself, but it was very known that his glove side was the weak side. And so any chance that there was a two-on-one or just an open lane to go glove side, it, it was almost always a goal. But you stuck Jalmerson, Seabrook as your D-pairing, and then you had uh Marianhosa and, and Kane and in as your as your top three, of course he's gonna look fucking amazing.
0: You know, you have mean? the offensive version of the Bash brothers basically. Like essentially <laughs> two yeah. of the best players to ever do it together. Like and yeah, of course exactly. you're gonna look great.
1: Right. So um so yes yeah, so the Gorgiev um and then you have Kale McCarr which makes total fucking sense. You dry saddle which makes total sense uh Sergey Babrowski I don't necessarily agree with um he was great last year especially towards you know in the in the playoffs but once he got exposed that was it you know once, he, once it once his weakness got exposed there was there was nothing there so again surprise brady didn't get the nod unless i'm missing some injury report as we re- as we record this on january 27th so um uh next one's Mitch Marner, makes total sense. Nylander makes total sense. Morgan Riley, surprising but makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Uh Brock Besser from Vancouver, Thatcher Demko from Vancouver, JT Miller and Elias Peterson. Um I yes, I agree. You have and with,
0: Yeah. With with the Canucks doing what they're doing, right? And and it, it makes sense too with any anybody from like
1: This, this is this is period. like the Vancouver representation in the all-star game reminds me so much of the Cubs representation in the MLB all-star game in 2016, because the Cubs were like the hottest team in baseball for the entire year. Um And, and there was like the in, almost the entire roster was comprised of Cubs players. <laughs> so that's what this reminds me of.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, that's a, a pretty good analogy, actually, because I, I mean, yeah. You're trying to get as many people as you can to watch the All-Star game, right? It's the entryway for casual fans to come in and people who don't really watch hockey to watch it. A lot more people watch like other sports All-Star games. So you got to have faces that are unanimously loved. Besides, I guess, Tom fucking Wilson, why would you bring him? And then, you know, the one of the hottest teams right now, you got to have representation for that because they are one of the hottest teams, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I get you. Um, so let's move on. Uh, we have four teams out of here, out of the, uh, the all-star game, right? So you got, uh, team Matthews, which I'm going to cringe every time I say the celebrity teams, they're so crazy, dude. It's fucking, so crazy. Oh my God. Celebrity captain for team Matthews is fucking Justin Bieber. You got Matthews as captain and Morgan Riley as alternate team McJesus, whose celebrity captain is Will Arnett, which makes me laugh because Will, Arnett, Will Arnett is a fucking Maple Leaf fan. And that crazy. he's captaining a team with Oilers. <laughs> uh, so you got Connor McDavid as a captain and Leon Dreisaitl as the alternate uh, team McKinnon, whose celebrity captain is Tate McRae, which made me feel really old because I have no idea who Tate McRae is. And apparently she's a singer uh, celebrity or I'm sorry. Um, captain for team McKinnon is Nate Mack. And then alternate is Kale McCarr uh, team Hughes, which makes total sense. Um, for the name celebrity captain is what the f- michael buble <laughs> like, <what the laughs> <fuck is that? laughs> like you're
2: hilarious.
1: telling me like drake wasn't available or some shit i mean this shit's in toronto like you tell me drake wasn't able to be a fucking captain or something no, I,
0: I get it and honorable mention too is i hear that Laviolette got the nod to coach uh one of the teams as well
1: oh did he that's fucking rad yeah so. um the you don't have an alternate captain on this one. You have two co-captains and Jack and Quinn Hughes, which ooh, is fucking surprising. Um, it's
0: it's kind of cute when you think about it, right? You get the brothers. No, it's it's, it's kind of cute. Not, it's not cute.
1: Um. <laughs> so then you also have the skills competition, which is scheduled for February second in Toronto. Uh, you have the six events of the fastest skater, the hardest shot, stick handling, one timers, passing challenge, and the accuracy shooting. Um. Now, remember what I said before. I have no idea who's doing what. Uh, I found it once on Twitter, and I can't find it again. But the players that you have participating uh, is David Pasternak, Nate Mack, Kale McCarr, Connor McDavid, Dreisaitl, Jack Hughes, Kucherov, Matthews, Nylander, uh, Quinn Hughes, JT Miller, and Elias Peterson. Um, I don't know. I'm more excited for this year's All-Star Game and Skills Competition than I was like in the past because I think, like, The most exciting that I think I ever saw was was John Scott. I think fucking was it John Scott? I don't know. He was like he he him and Patrick Kane like fake drop the gloves, and it was fucking adorable. Cause like yeah, (laughs) like you have a perennial enforcer. (laughs)
2: Like
0: I think the two things for me for this one is that. One, it's probably because I'm. I'm not saying that you don't watch hockey, but I feel like you're probably watching the most hockey you've ever watched in your life now, in all the leagues that you have that you're watching. Yeah, whether it's WPHL, NHL, AHL, all that stuff, you're watching hockey, you're learning about hockey, you're listening to hockey, and you know, it is the league has never been better than it is. Yeah. So you have all these stars and players that, like, you will never see all in the same place at once ever in your life. So it's kind of cool to see all these, like, star players and generational talents and veterans of hockey all together just having fun. And the only thing I'll close out on that is that I hope they bring back the one, like, they had where it was like you're playing poker and you, like, you shot the puck and when you hit the card, you got the card. That was fucking cool. That was a couple of years ago, but it was like, I remember that. They were, yeah, it was like, um, it was like when you you would shoot the puck at, like, big giant paper cards, and if you hit the card, you were oh. trying to make, like, the best hand. That was fucking yeah,
1: cool. Yeah, I do remember that. That is cool. is like, strategy behind it. I don't know. That was cool. Another thing that's really cool about this skills competition is, like, out of the 12 players, you have eight that are... The top eight will advance to a shootout, and then from there, top six will advance to uh, the obstacle course. So, this is pretty fucking cool and i hope that this gets like the most like watches i really do Um, i agree the only thing now i'm gonna talk about something that pisses me off with the all-star game um just because we were we were talking about too many cool things so i need to bring up like a really shitty thing um the
0: end of this whole episode is gonna just be shitty things so lock in. all
1: right um the jerseys have gone downhill every fucking year You have so many, you have so many fans who are graphic designers, myself included. You have so many fans that are graphics, graphic designers that can come up with something a million and a half better than the Doritos bags that they fucking brought out. Like, dude, they're awful. And I don't know if this was like, I haven't actually seen like a Jersey with a name or a number on the back, but this is I saw like a either it's a mock-up or it's like legit thing that's fucking for sale. But I saw like the back of the jersey was like the it was like bubble letters. And it, it was, was like busy. the number and then underneath it was the name in lowercase bubble letters.
0: I will say that in recent history the the Florida ones that they just did in Florida have, were pretty good. The colorway oh, and stuff fire. worked. The the like the light blue and the the, the like the, the cyan blue and the rose pink. Yeah. Those were those were good. Um I think the I think it was the year Tampa Bay won the cup. The the ones that was just the NHL shield. That was a that was pretty alright. But they recycled that shield so many times. My thing is do something different. And like you said, get some artists in there. It's a oh good God, way for you too. It's a good way that you could fucking just be like, hey, you know, this fan made it at them on Instagram, at them on Twitter. Like, this is a hockey fan. This is the art that they made. And it's really fucking Like, it could be crazy. Watercolor. It could be fucking yeah. anything cool. Right. It doesn't have to be these dog shit ass. Like- By the
1: way, it's legit. The name on the bottom in lowercase. It's real. I'm looking at it right now.
0: Yeah. So it's fucking people. PK Subban during intermission of the Rangers and Knights game was showing off the Jersey they gave to him and had his number on it. And then he had a red one and he was showing, he's like, he's like, these are great. And you can tell that like, he was <laughs> scripted to say that these are great. He's like, how <laughs> could you hate these? These are amazing. Look at that. This is my, why doesn't mine say Subinator on it? But it was like, no bro, you can't sell these big dog. Oh, dude, you can't.
1: there's No chance. I wish. And I said the same thing about the MLB. Like I wish that they would like play in their team's jerseys. Like the MLB used to have like special like All-Star game hats that were tied to like the theme, right? So like for instance if it was in like um uh like San Diego, it was like the navy blue with the yellow like their old old jersey look, right? And then the team would wear their jersey, whether if you were home you wore the white jerseys, if you were away you wore the gray jerseys. And that looked so much cleaner than like the American league or national league jerseys. Like those things look fucking terrible. And I don't know if it's like every team or every like uh league comes out with like the worst looking fucking jerseys I've ever seen in my entire life. If that's just like, they have one artist doing it and they're like, just, you know, here's your, like, you know, don't go crazy. Keep it conservative.
0: Think, think like, this bro, way.
1: Fucking awful. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Think this way. How cool would it be? Right if you know the four colors are blue red yellow white those are the sure. colors right sure. and every team has the same font for the name and the same font for the their numbers right With
1: your logo on the front
0: but your logos on the front and just a yep. patch that says you know all-star game whatever the fuck, like that yep. little all-star patch 24 but it's like okay ranger you have a ranger who's playing on the red team but he's got a big shield or Liberty head or whatever Love he it. decides to put, like he can choose from their team, what logo. So, you know, Oh, that guy's a Ranger. Like, cause I'm sorry. You're trying to get a bunch of people here. You're trying to get a bunch of people to watch this. That don't normally watch it. How the fuck are they going to know that Vincent Trochek is a Ranger? If you're not a Rangers right. fan, you're not going right. to know that shit. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I actually had that thought too, of just doing like the, the, like, You know, okay, so all the teams get like their specific color, right? Like, you know, red, blue, white, yellow. And then throw their logo on the front of it. Make it personalized to that team that they are representing. They're not representing themselves. They're representing their team.
0: But you
1: have them on the ice like they're representing themselves.
0: And Frankie could, if like Frankie wanted to, he could take that old duck logo, right? Because it's a it's a it's a logo. God. Like he could do whatever he wanted to do, as as long as it's in that logo. He can use a second. Like if you're a Chicago yeah. fan, you can come up with the C with the tomahawks, right? Oh my god! I
1: wish they would do that. I wish that they would make that. Like, for instance, a couple years back when the when the Knights did the reverse retro and it was the red jersey with the star and the yeah. star with the cross swords on the front. Oh, my God. I had to buy one because that was amazing. I fucking love that logo.
0: That's the hardest I, jersey they've ever had, period. The hardest
1: jersey they ever had. Although I'm a slut for diagonal letters. So the newest one, the one with the fucking Vegas going down the front, I
0: was in on. I just love don't it. like the font. I just don't like the font for Vegas. It, it bothers me.
1: That's fair. But like I, I wish that the Hawks would come out with just the C with the tomahawks on the front. Like, oh my god! I would buy one immediately. I would just that that gif of the kid with the credit card just slamming it on the table. Like, that's me. Like, <laughs> yeah,
2: and, and just, exactly. Just I agree, hundred percent.
1: Just fucking take it. Just take my card. Just I don't care how much it is. Just, I don't want to play or Just, just give me this, and then put like the fucking um the main logo on the fucking shoulder. Sold. Like, oh my god, bro! I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna mock one up just for fun.
0: at the nhl like why aren't you doing this you bitches and then another
1: thing thing too was i I wish that they would bring back like the old school stanley cup logos like ones from like the fucking 90s and shit do you know what i'm talking about
0: yeah agreed
1: i wish they would bring those back man like uh, fuck even from like 2000 i think when did they change it like 2018 or some shit like that they changed it to where it looks more corporate now yeah i think so fuck all of that Dude, give me the old school ones. Like, you want to make it appealing to everybody. You want to make it appealing to people who have never watched hockey, right? You want you want to grow the sport as much as you can. You're not doing that with, like, the most boring-ass fucking logos and the shittiest fucking All-Star Game jerseys. Like, they need a complete overhaul of their fucking graphic design team because they are not doing well.
0: Uh, They need to hire you for, like, NHL relations in terms of graphic design and all-star NHL, games. If
1: you're listening if you're listening i you can dm me on instagram at your fave 308 er or forever rotten art uh dm me i'm open let's talk contract you know what i don't even need a lot of money just match what i'm making at work now and give me some free shit and i'm good
0: and also i'm just gonna put it out there since we're doing this when you look for a new gm for the rangers my line is open Oh, I know what yes. you, I, know, I know what you need uh, and I and I got you.
1: I can vouch for him. He's very smart.
0: He can yes. vouch for me. I'm very yeah,
1: smart. I, I will vouch I mean my word holds a lot.
0: Exactly. You're well, I mean you're fucking you're doing all the art and fucking coordination for the NHL, so I think yeah, that would exactly. be a good <laughs> a good
1: at, at reference. Eight, at 8:20 in the morning Pacific Standard Time on January 27, 2024, mm-hmm. I will hereby accept any sort of job offer that the NHL offers me.
0: I yes, and I accept those on his behalf as well. So he's got to take them.
1: Where's that? See, you know what? And not to mention, I guarantee that the NHL are paying these motherfuckers like fucking six figures to to come up with uh, designs and shit. Cut that shit in half and I'll take it. I'm saving you money. I'm making you rad ass fucking designs. And I'm saving you money. I'm a dream, dude.
0: Yeah, I'll take GM for the Rangers. I'll take 100K, which I'm sure is a discount. Right. And uh, just throw in a box. At MSG. You know, we'll call it even.
1: See, you know, you and I have very, we have the same mindset. We're also very cost effective. That's I have all of my own, I have all of my own programs. You don't even need to pay for those programs. I pay for them myself.
0: I have all my own Rangers jerseys. I mean, you can still give me some, but I have, I'm ready to go. I have my own Ranger jerseys. I have my own. I could do it.
1: NHL, listen up, man. Listen up. We're um, here to help.
0: We're here to help, but uh, uh, this this is something that I, I it's I don't even really want to cover. That's why it's at the end, and we're we need to talk about it. Yeah, we it's, don't need to. It's it's really fucking bad.
2: <laughs> oh, so um,
0: there is the, uh, and apparently, look, apparently this has been quote unquote known, but again. The NHL does not like controversies. They will do whatever they can to cover it the fuck up and sweep it under the fucking rug. But there is an entire investigation going on right now for apparently what happened at the twenty seventeen or 18, 18. 18 World Juniors. Um do you wanna you wanna touch on this? We can go from what we both know and then we can just talk about it.
1: I don't I don't want uh, I, to
0: it, it, it's okay it, if you don't know a lot because this is gonna be my point at the end of it, right? That well here's that they the thing. Cover this yeah. shit up.
1: Here's the thing. I didn't know about this until two weeks ago, right? Um hadn't done any real research on it because it this shit is sickening. It's fucking gross. Um in two thousand eighteen uh, in the World Junior Classic Uh, five players from team Canada
2: unconsensually ran a train on this poor chick in a hotel room. And I don't even fucking want to I don't want to fucking talk about this because this is awful.
1: This is absolute dog shit.
0: The whole point of this whole fucking thing is one, you had no idea. Nobody did. Right. And, and but Besides our fucking fantasy chat that we have, mm-hmm. uh group chat for fantasy hockey, where, I mean, these guys are real fucking... They're going to get in the knowledge that you didn't even think existed. Besides that group of people, there's not many people talking about this. There might be some fucking armchair beat writers writing some things about it, but this was never a focus. But now you're seeing it affect the National Hockey League, so it's becoming a real thing. Uh, two players from New Jersey have just basically taken a leave of absence, which is McLeod and... uh. Was it Michael McLeod, right, and whoever the fuck else? It doesn't even fucking matter. It does matter. You should know who these people are, but I, I again, I'm not trying to to give them fame or talk about them in a positive way. this is the point of this whole fucking thing is that they just fucking released the other day with uh Vince McMahon stepping down from the w w e They just talked about um uh Dolan, the owner of the Rangers, and might have some shit going on it this might be a fucking hot take, right? But you can't force sex on someone. You can't assault someone. You, I do not understand. And I, I'm, I'm in this camp, bro. Like, I, se- I cannot separate art from the artist. I can't. If a fucking band does something fucked up, which happens every other week, you find out that their music is done for me, right? I'm done. These kids, these guys, which are no longer kids anymore, they're young adults, right? I don't give a fuck. You throw the book at these guys. I don't ever want to see these kids in the fucking National Hockey League again. I don't want to fucking hear about them again until I know they're going to trial, and I want to know what the verdict was. Other than that, they've lost their place in fucking hockey. We talk about this every fucking week, right? Hockey's for everyone. You do shit like this, not only are you a fucking scumbag, not only are you not a fucking man, not only are you fucking weak, the thing is is that you set a standard for the rest of the world. As a hockey player, right, there are some things that we value. It's teamwork, camaraderie, right, perseverance, being a pillar in your community, right? And if you don't want to do any of those fucking things, that's fine. It's just a quote-unquote game to you, but this is not a fucking game. This is someone's life, and the fact that this group of kids, right, got to they, – they did this, and they got away with it up until now, and they came into the national ho- – you're going to tell me that nobody knew – Nobody through the entire camp and nobody through their entire transitioning to be a pro hockey player knew about this. And then if they fucking did, we're just going to let it slide because, oh, he's a young guy. He's going to do great in the league. Again, being famous, being an athlete doesn't excuse you from being a fucking human being, and it's fucking disgusting. And honestly, me personally, it would be fucking on site for these motherfuckers just Because they're just so fucking disgusting. I mean, you come from a background of a parent, right? Normally, 80% of hockey players come from a background where it's their family puts everything, everything out there to make sure that you have a good life and you can play this sport because it takes a lot, right? There's the moms, the dads, the everydayers going to the rink, taking your kid, 5 a.m. in the morning, fucking away games. Games where you're not getting paid. It's coming out of your parents' pocket. And all you can think to do was fucking assault someone while you're at the meeting of all the best young prospects and scouts in the entire world meeting at one place to compete, to say that we deserve a shot at playing in the major leagues and making that money. It's fucking disgusting to me, bro.
1: So the players that the five players that have, um, I wouldn't even say come forward. I, that got fucking found out.
0: Yeah. They got outed.
1: They got fucking outed as they should have, uh, is Michael McLeod and Cal foot from New Jersey Alex Formentin, who was playing in uh, overseas in the Swiss League, uh, Carter Hart from Philly, and uh, Dylan Dubé from Ottawa. Yeah, that's so Fuck fucking all. disgusting. Fuck, man, that's so fucking disgusting. Like exactly what you said, dude. I want to, I want to fucking piggyback about how each one of those players just completely disrespected and spit. All over the fucking sacrifice of the blood, sweat, and tears that their parents went through—not just them, that their fucking parents went through—with having to wake up early, go drive. You know, for instance, like my mom, who was basically like the my cousin who played um, hockey growing up, uh, basically was a like legal guardian, right? Um, would wake up. They lived in Chicago. Wake up at like 4 in the morning, drive to fucking Wisconsin, play a hockey tournament, and drive back. Like, and now these are parents of these fucking players that did the same thing with a smile on their face. The kid was just so determined to play at the highest fucking level. They get invited to play at the highest level junior where this could alter their career path to the NHL, whether it's drafted number one overall like Connor Bedard or whatever have you. And then you just threw it all away to rape someone. Like, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I, I don't like using like harsh ass words like that because of, you know, I don't know the backstory about our listeners or whoever listens to this. I don't know your backstory, but, but it had to be said, it has to be said that these five players need to be arrested, thrown the book at, and buried under the fucking jail for raping someone. Yes. Someone who went to watch a game or wanted to meet a player because they're such a big fucking fan of this team or this player or wanted to or can't wait to see them play in the NHL. And they took full advantage and stole innocence from somebody.
0: And we are not a woke podcast. And I know that some people might think that because our views are in line with, you know, our generation that we've grown up with, where we pe- where we think that people deserve respect, and people of different color, of religion, creed, sex, all deserve the same respect that we do, right? And we deserve to be, you know, in an environment that's safe. And respect is also earned, not given. But at the same time, you respect people you don't know because you don't know what they've been through. That's just the mentality that we have. Sorry if that seems fucking woke, or you know whatever you want to call that.
1: I'm sorry, real quick. If you're saying someone is woke because they're saying that another person should not be fucking raped, you deserve to be executed.
0: Absolutely. And my, my whole point of this thing is, is us as not just hockey fans, not as men, but as people, people, as people, you have an obligation to stand up against things that are wrong. And this is fucking wrong. And if for some reason, for some reason, us speaking with, even the smallest platform that we have, if us speaking up against these type of things that happen and these injustices happen upset you, oh, again, fuck yourself. this is not the podcast for you, right? Everyone deserves the same chance. Everybody deserves to be safe. Everyone deserves a chance at life in a positive way, and though myself and Nick cannot change the world – What we will do is speak up and do everything in our power to make sure that these fucking people don't just slide through and make it without fucking a hitch and being able to play professional hockey. Because in my opinion, right, not only do you not deserve to play hockey, you do not deserve to be a free person. I don't even think you deserve to be alive, but that's a conversation for another fucking podcast, right? But you don't deserve anything but the harshest legal punishment that can be given to you and as you work in a law firm i know you understand it's not as harsh as it should be for stuff like this usually it's a fucking slap on the wrist especially when you got money especially when you're important especially Mm -hmm. when you're a star but here's the here's the thing i will spend the rest of my fucking life making sure that everyone that i ever interact with that cares about hockey knows about you And knows about what you've done. And I will spend the rest of my life being your biggest op in the streets, making sure that everyone that ever comes across your fucking name, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's in real life, whether it's anything, I will make sure that everyone that I can physically tell will know about what a piece of shit you are.